0: Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. I want to talk to you about the second mile. The second mile. And um, in Matthew 5, verse 41, it it says simply this, if anyone forces you to go one mile go with them two miles if anyone forces you to go with them one mile go with them two miles I've obviously read this verse like many of you many times but just something something gripped me and it kind of spoke to me about the kind of world we live in which is a whole heap of externals. I spoke a little bit this morning about the selfies, you know, like it's it's about the IG life, the Instagram, you know what I mean? It's like we, we put it all out there. We put out there a snapshot, a Facebook image of a moment that is designed to give the impression that everything is well with our world, whether it is or not. And And I think that Church should not be the place where we're just putting on an act. We if there's if there's one place we should be able to be real, it's here and and you know I, I don't want to build that kind of church where everyone puts on a false smile, you know uh, feels they've got to behave in a certain way to fit in. you know life life life's journey is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And uh, there are also seasons within that. I've known seasons of great blessing and great joy and I've known seasons of great pain and great trial and God is in the midst of it all. (laughs) Jesus does not pain-proof my life but He does give me the grace to go through those things and what I'm what I intrigued by about this verse is there's something not normal about it. It's, it's like Jesus is introducing something to us that is, is, is weird because I think there's an, the, the interesting word there is anyone forces you. When you're forced to do something, it brings up all kinds of reactions in you. Or maybe just me, because you guys are all looking quite holy right now. It's like, oh no, not me. I'm just like Jesus. You see, this verse came from the fact that under Roman law, a Roman soldier could force any citizen, any Jew to carry their bag for one mile. They could force them to do it. It was a law they couldn't, they couldn't refuse. And Jesus was saying to people who were wanting to be His followers, He says, hey, if someone forces you to carry that bag one mile, you go, you go with them too. See, the first first mile interrupts your life and demands you stop what you are doing. It's like, The Roman soldier isn't coming up and saying, hey, I don't know, is this okay? Is this convenient? He's not not saying, what are you doing? Are you busy? He's just, everything revolves around him. So he forces him to do, forces someone to do something and, and, and it's something that interrupts your life, forces its way in. The first mile is demanded, but the second mile is donated. Jesus is saying you might have to walk the first mile, but you can donate the second mile. Jesus said it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. We just talked about the widow. That was why she was allowed to give, because it's more blessed. It does The Bible doesn't say it's not blessed to receive. It's, it's also blessed to receive, but it's more blessed to give. And Jesus is trying to give us a key to, to to life. He's he's trying to he's trying to help us to become people of influence. But these these roads will not necessarily be easy roads. These journeys will not necessarily be easy journeys, but he, he is giving us a key because life is not about what we accumulate, it's what we donate. It's not what I get. We, we, live, in, we live in a world where so much of success is, is dictated to by accumulation what kind of stuff I get, whether I've got the latest model, whether I've got the drive the latest car, what kind of home I live in, what kind of clothes I wear. It's about, what, it's about accumulation. But, but the key to life is not accumulation, it's donation. Because what I, I can't, no matter how much I accumulate, I can't take it with me. But what I donate, what I give, has value in heaven. The impact of what I give is seen in heaven and impacts the future. The first mile is demanded by law. The second mile is donated by grace. See mercy, mercy is not getting what I deserve. But grace is getting what you don't deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. We don't deserve grace. We don't deserve what we have been given. And, and yet God willingly, through the love of His Son, through the power of His Spirit, He willingly gives to us, But. The requirement is that we who have received grace live by grace. We we show grace, we extend grace to others. First Corinthians 15 verse 10 says, But the grace, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So there's an understanding that to walk the second mile, it is not rooted in my effort. It's not rooted. Is it possible to walk the second mile with gritted teeth, and clenched fists. Yes. It's possible to do that. Is it possible to live my Christian life with gritted teeth and clenched fists? Just doing my best. Just trying. My argument is: well, I am trying. I'm doing my best. It's not easy, but we're not we're not called to live out our walk with God in our human effort. It is when, when, when Tando speaks earlier about the presence of the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit is not there to give us goosebumps in our meeting. He's not just there to give us a nice feeling during our worship. He's not there to give us the buzz. The Holy Spirit is there to help us live out this life, this second mile life. To extend grace where grace is not deserved. And we extend grace where grace is not deserved because we know we've received grace when grace was not deserved. See that the context of the context of everything that we are are, are talking about uh, in these scriptures, and we haven't read them all, but Jesus was essentially addressing the whole subject of payback. It was addressing the subject of people getting what they deserve. He talks about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It's like you mess with me, so I'm gonna mess with you. You treat me like that, I'm gonna treat you like that. You speak to me like that, I'm going to speak to you like that. It's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. In other words, I give you what you've given me. You've heard me talk about, it's the difference between holding up a mirror, you reflect back the attitude you've received or you show people a doorway to a better attitude. You see, the second mile is where God Expects his followers to, to show to have a better attitude. Let's put it that way. Matthew, Matthew 5 says this, uh, and I love the way the message version puts it. it says this uh, uh, Matthew 5, 43 to 48. You're familiar with the old written law, love your friend, and its unwritten companion, hate your enemy. challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. For then you are working out of your true selves, your God created selves. This is what God does. He gives his best the sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone regardless the good and bad, the nice and nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner can does that. In a word, what I'm saying is, grow up your kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. I don't know about you, but like, Is there any way we could tip X this out of the Bible? Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not sure I like that. This is this is not a moment for the Instagram. Do you know what I mean? This is like, this is like living from a different place. This is like living to a different standard. In fact, this is this is about living with the wow factor. Living at a different level. and you you got to understand that um, that Jesus was speaking, that the Romans were an occupying force. When I was doing some study, in fact in my notes, which you can't see, uh, there's a picture of Jesus carrying the bags of a Nazi in the second mile just bringing it right down because maybe we can easy, more easily disassociate ourselves from a Roman soldier. But the, the Roman soldiers were an occupying force like the Nazis occupied Europe and they were enemies and yet Jesus was carrying the bags of the Nazi. And it, it just, I don't know, it just helps contextualise it a little bit for us that, that we, we are, when we're walking with someone who it doesn't really feel like they deserve grace. doesn't really feel like they deserve love. See, the first mile reminds you how disempowered you are, that the ability to choose has been taken away from you. The first mile reminds you that you have been conquered. The second mile reminds you that in Jesus, you are more than a conqueror. The second mile is a reminder that you have been conquered by a kingdom that is not of this world. The second mile helps us to live and walk in a way that is not normal, it's not usual, it's, it's abnormal, it's, it's strange. The second mile, when you walk in this way, doesn't necessarily get you many likes. It's not popular. Why are you showing love to that guy? After everything he's done, why are you reaching out to that guy? Why are you being kind to that woman? Do you know what she did? Do you know what she said? Do you know how she's treated? She's treated your friends badly and you are treating her like that. But that is the call. That is the demand of the second mile. This is the demand of a strange kingdom that we are called to where we are not to walk like others walk. We are not... To walk just the same as everybody else, except we go to church on Sunday. We're not meant to, and you know, I think that you know sometimes uh, we've we've perhaps seen down the years, you know, um, people, particularly Christians, you know, or like some cults out there, people have dressed differently, you know, they've they've become distinct by the way they look. But I'm not here to judge what they have or have not done. What I'm trying to say is that I think that what Jesus is trying to help us to understand is that it's not really about how we look. We're not distinct by how we look. We're distinct by who we are. We're distinct by our attitudes. We're distinct that we... We walk with a different attitude. We don't walk as others walk. The second mile is a reminder that love conquers all. Romans 8, 37 says, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. You 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 have been you have been taken captive by a love that is more powerful than your captor. That's what Jesus was trying to say to you when someone forces you to walk the second mile. You have been taken captive by a spirit, by a love that is more powerful than your captor. And that is why you can walk that second mile. Because the love that God has placed in you is actually more powerful than your boss's attitude. The love that God has put in you is more powerful than the way they speak to you. It's more powerful than the unfair treatment you have received. The love of God is more powerful than the anger and the insults. And, you know, I love the fact that, you know, Paul doesn't really mince words. He says, grow up. Grow up. You know, we we walk around, we get so easily offended, don't we? I can't believe it. I can't believe what they did you hear that? They spoke to me. Did you see that? Or, you know, someone just happens to look at you funny. They weren't even really looking at you. They just couldn't see properly in the lights. And like, what have I done to you? You know, we, 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 we can so easily react in the wrong way. Someone says something, they they say, they say something and, and, and we don't quite hear it in the way we want to hear it. And we, we take offence and, and it's more easy to be offended. I love it, you know. Uh, you know, it's happened to me a few times where people have come up to me and said, I don't want to talk about it, but I just want you to know I've forgiven you. So, okay. Do, and he's saying no, I don't want to talk about it, but I've forgiven you. And you know, somehow you felt that in the way they were saying that they'd forgiven you, they were still on a journey. But, and you see that, even that isn't how it's meant to be because there's an element of control in that. See where real forgiveness releases. When, when, when I say, when I say I forgive you, I'm setting you free. When you walk away from this moment, you owe me nothing. It's the relationship is reset. It's back. It's back to where it was. I do feel that I want to qualify that, that I, I do think that there are situations, even where forgiveness is present, where trust needs to be rebuilt. So I think that, you know, we, we, there, there is a place where wisdom kicks in and trust is rebuilt. But when it comes to me holding anything against you, I have no right to do that. You are forgiven. And as we walk together, trust can be rebuilt. See, the first mile can build resentment, but the second mile can build relationships probably around the question, why are you doing this? See, I think that's what kind of what Heart Week is about, is to generate questions. Why are you doing this? Why would you, in this day and age, why would you be doing something for nothing? It's it's like a a Roman soldier would be completely open to the fact that they'd forced someone to do it and and, and they they get that. You know, you've got no choice. But now suddenly the tables are turned. Now you're not doing this because I've told you to. You're doing it because you, why would you want to? Because the Roman soldier would be saying, you know what, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do this. And, and, And Jesus was giving you you know, the first mile is easy to build resentment. I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe it. I hate the Roman occupation. I hate what they're doing to our nation. I hate what they are doing to us. I hate the fact I've got to do this because that, when you're forced to do something, resentment can build up. But when I donate the second mile, When I give that, it gives me the opportunity to build relationship. Like why? Why are you doing this? It gives you the opportunity to have a conversation that you might not otherwise have had. The second mile is motivated by Jesus' love. And it is a stark reminder that Jesus' love is also for your enemy. Jesus loves you but he also loves your boss Jesus loves you but he also loves that man who did those things to you he also loves that woman who did those things to you his love is it extends beyond the norm Jesus love does not look at the worthiness of the receiver. But it does make a demand on the heart of the giver. It doesn't look, that, and I don't know about you, but I'm glad. I'm glad that that the love of Jesus does not look at whether I'm worthy or not because I know already the answer to that question. But His love has reached into my life and he's, he's given me an opportunity to live in a different way. He's given me an opportunity to think in a different way. He's given me an opportunity to live my life a different way. Have I been hurt along the way? Sure. Have things gone wrong along the way? Yes. But, but the love of God, the love which conquers all is greater than that. And, and this is a kingdom where our hearts and our attitudes speak louder. Our actions speak louder than our words. Jesus Jesus was saying here that at the end of the first mile, He didn't say at the end of the first mile have a conversation. He said, do something. That's what Heart Week is about. We're not just having a conversation with people. We're not just handing out invitations to come to church. We're getting our sleeves rolled up and we're getting involved. We're giving something. We're, We're letting people know that we're gonna do that even if you never come to church, we're still gonna do it for you because our responsibility is to show the love of God, it is demanding. I don't believe that this is something that I can continually produce myself because I you know I know what I'm like. The second mile shows a shift in power. I'm not doing this because I have to. I'm not doing this because I want to. I'm doing this because Jesus loves Jesus love compels me. And I think that I think that that's an important distinction. I think that listen, I think it's a good thing to want to want to But I do it primarily because Jesus has asked me to. Jesus has said, if someone forces you to go one mile, I, as your Lord, I'm saying you walk with them too. So that means if I I wanna be a follower of Jesus, I've gotta listen to what He is saying. The love of Jesus compels me to do it that's because i know that when we're forced to do something against our will it it doesn't usually bring out the best in us i can think i can think of certain environments that don't bring out the best in me airport security south african home affairs god bless every one of them i take the opportunity to pray and speak grace and peace over them because i'm preaching this message and but let me tell you, that environment has not brought Jesus out in me, you know. I would love to say it has, but it hasn't. Can you think, you're all very holy tonight. You're all very holy tonight. I'm talking about those moments. And I'm not talking about, you see, at church we're all, we can all, we know how to put the, the, the when someone knocks into you. You know, it's, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Because, you know, Jesus is to the forefront of mind. I want to talk to you about when you're in Tesco's or Asda and as someone rams the supermarket trolley in the back of your heel. You know, all you're thinking about is what you want for dinner at that moment. You're not thinking about hallelujah. You're not thinking about Jesus. I, I wonder what, what comes out of you in the trolley in the back of the heel moment is you. And yet Jesus is saying, there's something better. We either express our anger externally or internalise it, which causes resentment to build up. But but Jesus is saying, this is an opportunity. This situation, this awful situation which you hate is actually an opportunity to introduce to people another kingdom. situation that you would normally naturally want to run away from, normally would not want anything to do with, it's actually an opportunity to, to, to speak to somebody about the love of Jesus. It is not intended that the second mile is performed like the first. It's not intended that the second mile is performed like the first. There is something more required of us. It's not a, I don't, I'm not meant to perform the second mile from a place of obligation. The second mile should come from a place of love. I say should. My first obligation is to do what Jesus has asked me to do and that's walk the second mile. And then as I'm walking that, I can ask, I can ask God to help me with my attitude. Some of us we say, well, as soon as I've sorted out my attitude, I walk out this, I walk the second mile. You know, so I re- I remember when uh, years ago we were there was uh, some a series of meetings. I, I won't go into all the detail, but there's opportunities to preach, and I was told that this, this, the cell group leaders, the the small group leaders then, were going to have opportunities to preach, and I was a small group leader, and I was I was. To to preach that was absolutely awesome. And they were handing out the opportunities and, and I didn't get the opportunity to preach. I got opportunity to set out the chairs. And, uh, you know, I knew actually in that moment that it was God. I knew it. I didn't react that well to my opportunity. But as I did it, As I week in, week out, put out those chairs, something happened within me. Now, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, you know, Saturday night came and I couldn't sleep with excitement because I was going to put out the chairs the next day. That never happened. But I got to a better place. And the truth of the matter was, you know, Jesus did need to show me that Until, If I was going to serve people with the Word of God, I needed to first serve them by putting out the seat they were going to sit on. And so there was an internal work that needed to take place. Jesus is wanting to do an internal work in you. It's not about what's for show. There's nobody else on the second mile walking with you. There's no one there applauding you, saying, well done, you did great. This This is just you and somebody else and you, putting the the heart of God into action. The first mile is about an external journey. The second mile is about an internal journey. The first mile is someone else humbling you. The second mile is you humbling yourself. Jesus said, humble yourself. But Jesus also knows knows that if you can find that place of love, love neutralises the poison of resentment. This love is not an emotional love, but a work of the Spirit. Too many times we feel that we wanna feel love before we act, but the truth is, more often we have to act before you feel love. The second mile is a reminder that I'm not a slave to my feelings. Galatians 2:20, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. My feelings no longer have to push me around whether I feel like doing it or not, no longer has to be the paramount thing. This is what Lordship means. We, we know that Jesus is our Saviour, but is Jesus our Lord. And I know that Jesus is my Lord if I'm prepared to walk the second mile. Because though in my flesh, I do not want to do it. In my flesh, I don't want to do this. In my flesh, everything's screaming, why should I? Why should I? And Jesus is wanting to give a gift to the Roman soldier, soldier, but He's wanting also to give a gift to you. He's trying to get something to your heart. The first mile was about obligation, but the second mile is about service. That's what Heart Week is all about. It's about us doing things we don't have to do. It's about showing a servant heart. Ephesians 6 verse 7, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. What might your job look like tomorrow if you turned up and you served wholeheartedly like you were serving the Lord, not people? What if... What might your supervisor say? What might your boss say? What might your co-workers say if you turn up and work with that kind of energy, that kind of passion? Serving not just because we feel like it, but because Jesus wants us to. I believe that as we serve this week, God is gonna take those moments of service. Just like he took the moments of service as people carried that bag the second mile, he took it was an opportunity for him to get the truth of another kingdom to people who didn't know him. Our acts of service are an opportunity to, for God to get the truth of another kingdom to people. I remember shared this morning about where this all started and how we used to do this gardening week in Bells Lane. And I remember, uh, you know, on one year that we did it, just uh, came to mind as I was preparing, there was uh, a one garden that we did and there was um, a, a, a lady who had uh, just finished another long-term relationship. I think, as I recall, it was her third long-term relationship and she was broken. And she lay in bed, uh, one night and said, God, I don't know if you're there and I don't know if you're real, but if you're real, I need you to show me that you're there for me. And the next day, one of our team knocked on her door and said, we'd love to do your garden for you and make it nice. And this woman with tears running down her face said, I prayed, I prayed last night. I can't believe it. It's real, God is real. And, and, and I, I think that that is going to happen time and time again. God is going to take the opportunity. He, he's gone ahead. He's, he's a way maker. He has is, he is prepared a way. We, we, we are going to go into circumstances and situations. We don't know their story. We don't know their pain. We don't know what they're battling with. We don't know what is going on, but God does and your act of love your act of service as you roll up your sleeves and just simply take those bags a second mile is gonna make a powerful difference because the second mile is about going the extra mile there's something about going the extra mile at Heart Church that's what we do we go the extra mile doing that bit more doing what I didn't have to. Doing more than was expected. Doing it when it's not easy. Digging deep and saying, I I don't feel like doing this, but God, I'm not doing it in my strength. I'm doing it in your strength. Now I was thinking, you know, um, a couple of years ago, we uh, invited, I can't remember whether he invited, but, we, there was an arrangement made for some people to come over for dinner, and something came up. And unusually, because uh, we don't usually do this, but unusually, we had to cancel. And we emailed, and we sent, a, uh, we sent an email and cancelled. And uh, and and then, for some reason, these people didn't read the email, and they turned up, and we weren't in. And you know, th- you could easily think, no, no let's, let's be honest, I did actually think. Well, this is not our fault. It's actually not our fault. We did communicate, we did let you know. Everything had been done by email. We did let you know that this wasn't gonna happen. And you know, it's not my fault that you didn't read the emails. But because we're of another kingdom, we, we took responsibility for something that we didn't need to take responsibility for. We, we sent a card, we, we sent some flowers round, said, sorry for your inconvenience. You know, We didn't have to do that, but, but I believe that's what Jesus does. Jesus goes the extra mile. Jesus in us wants to go the extra mile and to be a blessing when we don't have to be a blessing. Someone once said there are no traffic jams on the, on the second mile. Because the second mile is not crowded. The second mile is not a popular road. But the second mile is a blessed road. Because Jesus has asked us to take it. And Jesus would not ask us to take a road that wasn't blessed. Are we prepared to take a road that doesn't make sense? But because Jesus has asked us to, and know that it is blessed. The second mile is as long as the first mile, but I believe it's meant to feel shorter. The second mile is as long as the first mile, but I believe that it's meant to feel shorter because it comes from a different place. If I only walk the first mile, I leave feeling small. But at the end of the second mile, I leave feeling bigger because I have lived by the rules of another kingdom. And this is true whether we get the happy ending or not. Because I know, I know, if you're anything like me, you will want to say, well, you know, after doing all this, after going through the second mile, after really putting myself out there, after digging deep, this better work. I, I want Mr. Roman soldier falling on his knees and saying, what must I do to be saved? But even if they don't, Even if they snatch their bag at the end of the second mile and say, well, you're an idiot. I don't know why you did that. It was still right to walk the second mile because Jesus asked us to do it. And you don't know what Jesus is gonna do with that moment. You see, the first mile is about must, but the second mile is about trust. You take the journey, but you trust Jesus with the outcome. I know what you want to say. You want to say, well, after I've put in all this effort, this better be good. I might I I you know, I I I want to put this testimony out there. I want to I want to tell the world what what, you know, I mean, I want to I want to humble brag, you know? I want to humble brag. I want to say, oh, it's nothing to do with me. It's all about Jesus. But meanwhile, I just want to let you know I'm awesome. Because I walked the second mile. But But oftentimes we have to trust Jesus with the process. We walk the second mile, but we trust Him with the outcome. Trusting God, because none of us like being taken advantage of, but when you donate that second mile willingly, you're not being taken advantage of because you gave it, because you were determined to walk the second mile. The first mile reminds me that the world is an unjust place. The second mile reminds me that I'm not, that I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. I belong to Jesus and I'm living for Him. The second mile is not easy, but it is an adventure of faith. Will you set aside your? Pain, will you set aside your offense? Will you set aside your resentment? Will you set aside your rightful your, your right to be hurt? Will you set that aside for the sake of another kingdom, knowing that Jesus will take the opportunity of your sacrifice to change your life, like your life has been changed? On the second mile I believe that God has guaranteed to be with you every step of the way. And I don't know, I don't know. I I believe that this is one of the keys to our future because it is the opportunity to show the heart of another kingdom. It is an opportunity to reach a world not with just all the the glory and the show, but just by heart and love. What what might this look like for our neighbors? What might this look like for our co-workers? What might it look like for our family? That family member who doesn't deserve it. That family member who doesn't deserve the box of chocolates or the bunch of flowers or or the email. That 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 that, that so-called work colleague who doesn't who doesn't deserve you t- to make them a cup of tea because you've made them loads. And they never offer. And every time you go out to lunch, you offer to, is there anything I can get you? And, and they never do it. They just go out and buy their lunch and they never say to you, huh. but the second mile says, I'm gonna offer, I'm gonna keep offering. Because Jesus has asked me to do it. And there is joy and there is freedom and there is liberty. Because I'm doing what Jesus has asked me to do. And so let me let me simply close by you turning to the person next to you and saying, Well, I see you on the second wire. Jesus, You were were challenging people to live in a different way. You were challenging people to live from a different mindset. You were challenging people not just to turn up to the synagogue and read the Bible and sing a few songs. You were challenging people that in the ordinary every day, we can live a different way. We can live with a different heart, with a different attitude and and we can live a life that will generate questions. Why are You doing this? Because we're not living from our pain or our sense of entitlement or a, a place of obligation. We are living from a heart of love. And at the very least, we're doing it because Jesus has asked us to do it. Father, it isn't easy and nobody ever said it was going to be, but we do believe Your grace is sufficient and we, we, we believe You will help us. That with increasing measure, with joy and freedom, together, we will walk the second mile and maybe change a city and touch a nation. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart UK.